I'm Erin Barnes, and once upon a time I was a pessimistic control freak, a hyper-striving, overwhelmed perfectionist, living with the experience of over-functioning anxiety, with self-confidence that could not fall much lower. A habit of busyness to numb and avoid fear, and a subsequent autoimmune disease to confirm the stress of it all. With thanks to my 20 plus years studying brain, body and behavioural sciences, that is no longer my reality. And if any of that rings true to you, it need not be yours either. In our Habit Stacker episodes, I share some key integrative steps to living whole life success. By simply stacking these gently and consistently together over time, you will live with a more positive interpretation and experience of most days, with healthy striving across all areas of life and sit contently with a strong sense of pride in the way that you lived and led at home, work, and in the community. This habit stacker lesson is a foundational one in loving and supporting your body through your nutritional choices. Just like we touched on in the previous episode, When we support all the organ systems through nutrition, those organ systems love you right back with vibrant energy, with reduced or or eliminated pain, with a balanced and positive mood and a sustained healthy weight for the long term. A quick disclaimer though, there's more to come about the emotional impact on your body, on your bacteria, on your sleep, for example. But for now, we're just focusing on from the previous episode, we're zeroing in on the physical functions and supporting them, what it, what it will take you to support them and feed them through your food choices without having to count and measure your food every second and without being limited to follow somebody else's food preferences. Now, all the factors that we discussed in the previous episode can make food choices complicated. So I simplified what the body needs some time ago into an easy and food choice flexible system, a system that doesn't require a 100% or all or nothing approach to food. It doesn't mean you have to hibernate when you're eating well. It is a long-term, more of an 80, 20 or 70, 30, honest, sustainable approach to eating. And in doing so, you will be ensuring that Those 11 organ systems within your body have the necessary vitamins and minerals for optimal function and vitality. You will be ensuring that the trillions of cells can actually bring you energy, clarity and vibrancy. It will be ensuring that your trillions of good bacteria support your physical, mental and emotional well-being. It means that you don't have to count calories ever again. And you don't, although that takes a bit of practice and breaking a habit, but you also, by following it, don't have to worry about your portion sizes. It's all in the right amount. You don't have to worry what your immune system needs. It's vitamin A, D, C, zinc, and selenium. You don't have to worry about the B complex and where to get food for to support liver detoxification. You don't have to worry about any of that. If we eat following this, choosing the foods that you know that are right and that you enjoy, we are more likely to feel great and to have a healthy weight and a balanced and positive mood without inflammatory conditions. We must get these foundations right before we start jumping into great little suggestion snippets like you know warm water and lemon when you rise or the right oils or those types of things. Whilst they are useful and they matter, they have less of an impact when the foundational nutritional choices aren't present. So this is where we start. You can download this. There will be a link in the show notes to put it on the fridge. So then you can look at it and decide what actually needs to be added into each of your meals or what's missing. 
And just small tweaks into family meals, for example, can actually make sure that the nutritional profile is, is rises, which is great for the whole family. But you don't have to change your entire, the entire way that you eat. So we start with a process of eight simple choices. And these choices, the way that I will explain it to you, are these eight choices in a meal, and you're looking to get them in over three meals a day. But if you eat twice a day, then you just work out the the ratios in order to do that. So in each meal, three times a day, and this is what we're shooting for most of the time, the 80, 20, 70, 30 um, goal. So what we're looking for first is one, two handfuls of green leafy vegetables. So things like your spinach, kale, rocket, and lettuce. And two handfuls in each meal over the course of the day in three meals means that you're getting six handfuls of those leafy greens. Now, if I asked most people whether they're getting that in a day, the answer is no. So to me, there's no surprise when these beautiful leafy greens have, for example, magnesium in it, that people aren't managing, that their adrenal health isn't great and their stress levels are, are, are pressured because their adrenal system can't operate well. It, their bone health may not be as great as it could be. So these foods play a role and without them, little by little, we start to see some of the issues that are so prevalent in today's society. So we start with two handfuls of greens in each meal, so six over the course of a day. The second thing we add are other non-starchy vegetables, so just a handful and not giant handfuls, just a grab handful. So it could be making it into a salad, so it could be tomato, cucumber, capsicum, beetroot, carrot, cabbage, celery, or you could cook them. You could roast them, steam them, stir fry them, however you choose. Could be cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, beans, snow peas. So you're looking at two handfuls of leafy greens and then another handful of those non-starchy vegetables. And then on top of that, we simply throw some sort of complex carbohydrates, the ones that people are so frightened of and yet bring these beautiful vitamins that allow us to have energy and many other functions within the body, vitally important for digestion. We can't go without them and yet people are cutting them out because they believe that they're causing them weight gain. Now, these complex carbohydrates that I invite you to put in are things like a handful of quinoa or brown rice or buckwheat noodles or some potato or a corn cob. They aren't the opioid addictive in dopamine-inducing types like pastas and breads because we all know how good they are and how we overeat them. So the carbohydrate itself matters. And so from this list that you can download, you can see the options that are high nutritionally um, and and are useful for the body and also that have less of that opioid effect on, on the brain which makes us want more of them. So we've got two handfuls of leafy greens, a handful of other coloured starchy vegetables, whatever and as much variety as you can get but that you like, and then some sort of complex carbohydrate in there, the the quinoa or the potato or the corn cob. And then we throw in some, step four is some protein. So it might be one to two eggs. It might be some lentils or beans or chickpeas, about two handfuls of those. Or it might be a handful of fish or chicken or beef or lamb, whatever you choose and whatever you know is good for your body. The fifth thing we add in are healthy fats. So it might be one to two of the following types of things, whether it's tahini or extra virgin cold press um, oils or half an avocado or some nuts and seeds. So one to two of those. 
And then we add in whatever sorts of flavors you like. And that's that's up to you, whether it's gingers, herbs, chili, garlic, apple cider vinegar. There's a whole bunch of things we can put into food, which is still real rather than the fake, fake dressings on salads or fake packet mixes, which are full of lots of additives, which are not helpful and are, cause inflammation. The seventh thing we try and add into each meal three times a day and just the tiniest condiment style super slowly, maybe starting at one meal a day and building up to those three meals a day, is some sort of fermented food or drink. So it might be just some a fork full of sauerkraut and kimchi with your lunch. It might be a little bit of coconut yogurt for breakfast or it might be there's some great products there that you could put into smoothies that are really natural, real fermented foods. It might be a water kefir, it might be you know a quarter of a cup of kombucha, but some sort of condiment size fermented food at each of those meals so that we support the beautiful bacteria. And because that meal has all these other foods that the bacteria likes to eat and grow and colonize with, it helps to produce the right balance of bacteria, which we know for most of us is vitally important. And no doubt we will touch on around gut health in, in another episode coming up. And then the very final thing is somewhere in the day is trying to get some beautiful gut healing bone broth in to, to help to colonize that bacteria, to help to soothe any inflammation. It has so many other benefits as well. So shooting for a cup a day if you can or the dehydrated versions that you could sprinkle a teaspoon over a salad or onto your vegetables each day to get that in. So just a little recap, it's two handfuls of leafy greens, one handful of other vegetables colored one of a complex carbohydrate to give you beautiful energy, a protein of some type, a tiny bit of healthy fat, and then you can put other benefits of food, a fermented food, and then somewhere in the day, some nice gut healing bone broth. If you're not sure about the gut healing side of things, what I will also put into the show notes is just a downloadable version of why that's important and other ways you can get that in. But that's as difficult as it needs to be. And is it easy to do? Yeah, logically it is. It actually takes no longer than buying the other food. But emotionally, no, it's not easy because most of us would much prefer dopamine releasing and opioid stimulating pastas and breads or a gooey brownie or chocolate and wine and cocktails. All of us, most likely. So yeah, the hardest bit is making the choice to support the body, but starting out with perhaps just a two-week goal to do that, to start to follow that simplifying food framework about 80% of the time, and then you start to realize how good you feel, and that's sometimes healthy, helpful to do. At the end of the day, the motivation to choose the good option must simply be louder and stronger than the desire to choose the dopamine-inducing alternative. And it takes me back to where we started in this second series of the podcast. We must find a nail sharp enough to find that motivation to make the harder choices. I'm Erin Barnes, and I hope this brings a little more vibrancy, ambition, possibility, and wellness to your week. And if it does, I would be so very grateful if you would contribute your precious time to review the Next Generation Wellness Podcast. And if you're keen to get started on some of these things we've talked about, I've got a freebie for you sitting over in the show notes. I invite you over there too.